Welcome, and thank you for listening, as always, to the Morning After podcast with Mike Keller and Jenny Matthews. Uh, we're going to start off with a special guest on the podcast. Yeah, on our show this week, we were lucky enough to talk to Walker Hayes and Craig Allen Cooper. They've written a book together, and we wanted the deets. We wanted everything. And isn't it cool talking to Walker? You... you immediately as soon as he answered the phone it's like we're talking to a best friend he really is truly the guy next door i always say he's the guy you would see walking around home depot and i mean that with a lovely selection <laughs> of warm plaid shirts totally and a hat <laughs> he called us and i literally just said hello hey what's up y'all what up what is going on? <laughs> I love that excitement. Yeah, I was about to say, that sounds like Craig. That's, That's amazing. Yeah. We've got Walker Hayes and Craig Allen Cooper. And, well, Mike knows my obsession with you, Walker Hayes. I I, I love following oh. you on social media in particular. Oh. You and your kids, your family, you all just make me so happy. Mm, well, you're sweet. Uh, I'm sure you've seen Craig in the, in the photos. We're just blown away by everything that's happening in our life. I love socials. I mean, they're fun. And I hope they help people. I t- we try not to curate them, and I just turn on the camera. <laughs> well, no, but that's <laughs> why I go. love following you, because it's it feels like just a slice <laughs> of your real life, and I'm here for that. Oh, yep. good. Yeah, we get sometimes we get hate. You know, people are like, man, your house is messy, or <laughs> are, you throwing, are you really throwing balls in the house, or, you know. Whatever, but... See, and that's so funny, because yeah. I'm always like, oh, I really like that light fixture. Now, look, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's hey, awesome. uh, we'll, we'll let you in, guys. We've actually figured out social media, and the key to not getting any hate is to really strongly share your political opinions. Oh, yeah. Works <laughs> like a <trial. laughs> Works great. Now, Dude, I will tell yeah. you this. So I've seen you promoting this book that you've yeah. written with Craig, and I'll be honest, just as a fan, I don't totally get it. Can you kind of give us a little insight? How did this come to be? What is this book about? So Craig is my best bud. We're neighbors now. Uh, we were complete, total strangers. He was a pastor of a new church, and I was a strong, strong non-believer. And so, you know, I was kind of dragged to church. I didn't want to be there. Um, I was drunk when I walked in this church because I, I was an alcoholic at the time. Laney was pregnant with our sixth kid. I was about to get a job at Costco and lose an endorsement with a Volkswagen dealership. So we were, we were in a bad, bad place. And when I walked in this church and um, I met Craig and Craig and his family just had the light of Jesus all up in them. And it, to, to a frustrating point for me, I mean, there were many nights where we became friends. The first thing he said to me was glad you're here when I walked in the church and we became friends. And honestly, I was one of those people. It was one of those friendships where I found myself falling into that friendship, into love with another family, and I would catch myself and be like, nah, you're not that guy. They're, they're not really, they're, there's no way this is real unconditional love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. And really, part of the reason I was so apprehensive about that is because I knew myself. I knew how not unconditional my love for humans mostly is. And, and so I'm not a very trusting individual. But as I got to know them, I saw the light of Jesus. And it took me a while. I didn't like immediately become a believer. There was the van, you know, that he gave us. And I wrote the song about it, thanking him. But I still didn't believe in Jesus. And now there's a version of Craig out and I do believe in Jesus. But just the way the Lord used our friendship is remarkable. And over COVID, Craig he is a book writer. Like, he, he already did that. That was kind of a passion of his, like songwriting is for me. I was always attracted to his belief. Even when I didn't believe what he was saying, 
his faith was infectious. It was like, man, I don't know, this dude really, really believes in Jesus. And so that was impactful for me. And Craig started writing a book over COVID and a lot of where he, a lot of his territory that he hit in the stuff he would write involved our story, like losing our child Oakley or, um, you know, alcoholism and, and just us being friends and stuff. And so I jumped in on that and we did it together. And now we've got an incredible story to share. And God has, you know, built a, an incredible platform. I mean, this, we started this book before Fancy Like existed, you know, before I'd even written that song. And so it's kind of amazing that we're sitting here together sharing this story on on radio. I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of mind-blowing. The book is called Glad You're Here, Two Unlikely Friends Breaking Bread and Fences, Walker Hayes and Craig Allen Cooper. Craig, I have a question for you. Walker talked about the very first time you met him. He walked into a church drunk. Like, I I fully believe that you were, like, there to help him. I believe when you say, hey, I'm glad you're here. But in your wildest dreams, did you think this would turn into the amount of a success story that it is? Oh, no no way. (laughs) I mean, it is... It's insane, you know, to us. It's unreal. It's surreal. It's it blows us away. Walker and I talk about it all the time, you know, just what what God is doing. That there's no other explanation for us other than that Jesus is alive and He's at work, and it, it's remarkable um, what has happened. And so, and you know, and I would say, Mike, and then also to Jenny. I know Jenny, you're talking about loving Walker's socials and right. and all of that. And if you if you love the socials and the sneak peek into kind of what real life looks like in the Hayes household, you know, this book dives so deep into real life with them and with us. And I mean, it is very, very vulnerable. I mean, we started writing it in 2020 and, you know, didn't know what was going to happen with it or anything. And then now to have it in in hand where you can actually look at it and go, oh, this is for real. This is happening. Mm-hmm. Guys, um, this is so speaking right. to my heart. I make it a point to share. I'm very vulnerable as well. Like sh- I share the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah, about my- and good Lord. Well, no, but I do. <laughs> you know, you know though, I do because that is real life. And I think people want that. You know, we're in a world where everything back to social media, but I mean, everything looks so pretty and great. And my goodness, before Mike and I started our show together, he'd look at my family photos and he's like, oh, wow, you guys have totally have it together. We're a hot mess. But I think people, <laughs> I think people appreciate that. Um, on on the note of addiction, I have a brother who um, passed away of his addiction, oh, and I'm yeah. so sorry. Thank you, and mm. so Walker, truly, I commend you because it's not easy, and I don't think you can do it without God, and um, that's just my my personal opinion. And I just am so happy for you and your success, and just this book. I cannot wait for this book. I'm just <laughs> yeah. so excited uh, to read no, this. You talk about you talk about vulnerability. It's probably a blessing, honestly, that we wrote this over COVID because because we didn't see a lot of people and so that was kind of an invitation to like oh nobody's gonna read this so I'm gonna say everything I've noticed as we've gotten back into life you know that's kind of how songwriting was for me is I I wrote about things that I normally wouldn't because I just didn't expect an audience to be there and I've noticed myself as we've gotten back into the swing of things going I don't know if I want to say that because there's actually people out there listening you know but I'm I'm with you I think vulnerability unites us and yes. that that it actually we're a lot you know that's what I found out about Craig in this story is we're actually a lot more alike than I ever thought mm-hmm. you know and and really where we're alike 
is our need. Yeah. You know, we're all alike in our need for Jesus yeah. in everything we do. And everybody's got something. Every, you know, oh, <laughs> nobody yeah. has it together. Walker, I'm telling you, I already adore you, but I think what I love so much even more after this conversation is your authenticity and just keep doing it because I feel like that's what works. I have one more question for you because I know we're running out of time with you, so I have to ask, now that you have reached a level of success that is very awesome and very well-deserved, hey, did you ever pay Craig back for that van, man? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Cool. We have we have an, a unique relationship. I, I feel like if we threw everything we've kind of given to each other or shared, it's pretty wild. Yeah. And um, we share life. We do. Yeah, we, we we literally just do life. You know, honestly, right. if, I feel like if I, I don't even tell Craig if we need an imply uh, an appliance or something because he'll just drop it in my house. You know. But um, dude, <laughs> yeah, we're just, a video we're or something. Make him do like a fancy we, like dance or yeah, something. There it is. <laughs> yeah. No, honestly. Um, we're more family than family. I mean, it, it is it is truly a brotherhood, you know, what, what I couldn't imagine. We just do the chaos of life together, and it's really, really special. And I wish everybody could taste that because it's, it's, um, it's very freeing. Mm-hmm. Um, vulnerability is very freeing. It's, it's scary, but it's so, gosh, it's freedom. I agree with you so wholeheartedly. I will be reading this book. I can't wait till we get to chat again so I can tell you all how much I loved it because I know I will. The book is Glad You're Here, Two Unlikely Friends, Breaking Bread and Fences, Walker Hayes and Craig Cooper. Guys, thank you for the uh, time. You're the so best. good. Oh, thank you. you guys are amazing. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. And he's not wrong there. We are amazing. Can't thank Walker Hayes enough for joining <laughs> us. On, sorry, that was very arrogant of me. No, he... It's just so likable and real and genuine. And I do follow him on social media. And I think that he just puts his real life out there. He's got all these kids and they just, you know, they're living the crazy life. And the man has found Jesus. Sure has. My goodness. Like, it's it's cool. And it's what I liked about that conversation is now Walker is clearly, um, he sounds like, and I'm sure he does, he probably goes to church every Sunday. But I feel like if I were to tell Walker, hey, Walker. I have a good relationship with God, but I'm not a church guy. I feel like he wouldn't judge me for that, and Mm -mm. I appreciate that about him. I don't know why people judge that in general, because I feel like it is about your personal relationship. And look, I happen to find a church within the last year Mm -hmm. that I really enjoy going to, to. I actually look forward to going. I go to Life Church, and I love it. They're all over, you know, they're all over the the country, I think, but they're all over Kansas City. But, um, I have when I moved here in 2004, I looked for the very first thing I did was try to find a church because in Florida I had, was at a really good one that I really enjoy going to. I liked it so much I would go sometimes on Wednesdays. Wow! Twice a week. I mean, what is that? You ever but host that, Bible study at the house? Were you? I, no, I'm not. See, that's not, where I draw the line. That's I don't, the line. I don't want to do that. That's I don't, okay. Yeah, that and that's okay. That works for some people. Yeah, that doesn't make you a heathen. No, but um, I do enjoy a good church. You know, when it's a good when it's a good church. So I looked. I went. I tried all these different churches, and I struggled. I just couldn't find one that I loved. So I found a couple that we would go to on holidays because that's like what I felt like the minimum I should do. My wife always calls us C&E Catholics. Are you familiar with that term? Christmas C- and Easter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and you know what? That's okay. That's Some people are just, that's, that's what you do. But I ended up finding Life Church. And again, that took me since 2004. I've been looking, you know, and then I right. finally found, found it within the last year. And I just absolutely love it. But it, I don't, I've never been of the mindset that you have to go or it doesn't make you a good enough Christian. I just don't believe that. You know, if, I mean, if we want to get honest about this, like I feel like the 
people I see who make it a point to take a selfie in front of church every Sunday have reason to need to feel like they have to go to church and like just like just because same as you don't you know people who don't go to church every Sunday that doesn't make you a bad person same as people who do go to church every Sunday that doesn't make you a, a good, good person. person if you go to church every Sunday but don't take those lessons that you're taught and apply them mm-hmm. Monday through Saturday you you're missing the point, I well, feel like. And I know people who have gone to churches where it just seemed like they were a little too up in their business. Mm. And I'm just not really here for that. I I think it's nice to have some friends through the church, this, that. But I just don't feel, again, I don't feel like I need to have people in my house every Tuesday. I don't feel like I need to have everybody knowing all my business. Like, I just don't think that's necessary. My perfect church, and I think it's why I struggle, and I don't think... I don't know if I'll ever find a church. And I mean and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to rile anybody up or anything when I say that. And maybe it'll change with the arrival of my daughter in September. You know, that might change sure. because because Lord knows Lord, well, Lord knows, knows. <laughs> I am not going to be able to teach her about Jesus and God the way I should be able to. My ideal church though would be the the fun of a of a like a life church combined with the anonymity of a Catholic mass. Mm-hmm. I I'm not a fan of the Catholic Mass. I've been to it several times, and I just, I'm really not a big fan of Catholicism in general. Just, just my opinion. I'm not anybody who is. Oh, I was right on. baptized Catholic, so. <clears throat> but. I get it. I do, what I do enjoy about the Catholic Mass is, is the anonymity. I just, I love being on the radio with you every every weekday, for, you know, every, every Monday through Friday from 6 till 10. I love being at live appearances. I love being on the podcast. But if I'm being honest, there are times, and I understand this is a part of the profession, but there are times where I would just prefer to remain anonymous and nobody to know who I am. Um, and church is one of those times. I'd like to go in, I'd like to hear the message, and then I'd like to be on with my day. I really don't want to go to church to congregate with other people. And I don't mean to sound like a, a jerk there. That's just... Well, then I'm a jerk too because that's exactly how I feel, and that's actually how I go about it. So it's funny when I started going to Life Church, yeah. they have the little card where you can fill it out, and then um, they'll contact you just to welcome you to the church, whatever. I don't, I don't want that. Well, you, then you don't have to fill out the card. Okay, I, I feel out, like I feel like I have to. No, you don't. I I filled out the card because I did have some questions, especially about the kids groups and things, and sure. I, I had some questions. But I think it's one of those things at this church anyway, where you can be as involved as you want to get. Because <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> God bless that. That was not planned, by the way. Thank you Allergies. for the. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but you know, you could be as involved as you want to, and I know that because they called me a bunch and texted me a bunch in the beginning, mm-hmm. and that's great because some people do want that. Right. I think I let it be known that that's not really where I am with this. That you know, thank you so much for reaching out. How did you say that? But not feel like you were sounding like a jerk. I feel like I said something, and it was via text, I remember, and it was just like, gosh, I just have so much going on right now, which is true. And the fact is, too, I can't always make it to church on Sunday because of my kids' sports schedules and things like that. So I just said, it, I, that's just not really, I don't really have the time for that, and that's not a lie. I don't. Um, but I also don't really have the desire for it. And maybe that'll change at some point, but maybe not. And that's okay, too. And I think that's what I like about Life Church is that, and even the message, I mean, obviously, it's Bible based, yeah. but it's a lot of just real life 
lessons and um, advice and does that make sense? Like yeah. it's just real life. Yeah, and and Life Church has built their kind of establishment all over. There is a church uh, right down the street from my mom's house growing up in the St. Louis area. And and some if you're listening, you are like me and you grew up in St. Louis. You live in Kansas City now. There's this big church called Church on the Rock mm-hmm. out there in the St. Louis area. And I, when I tell you, it's a mile from my mom's house, and this is a mega church. Like if you drive by it, it looks like a a miniature dome football stadium. It is huge. And they do that because they they have they've done well. They've spread a message that has inspired a lot of people, a lot of donations, and they're able to build up this this church that is built to also be able to um, do a broadcast. And so like if you flip it around, you know, Sunday mornings, all the different churches that are on TV, you can watch a service on TV. This is one of those churches like everyone's streaming online now but like i believe one of the basic channels even here in kansas city you could catch the church on the rock broadcast which is broadcast a mile from my mom's house which is really cool and um i've heard a lot of good things about the past and i remember this this was at least 10 years ago but i just i remember i was at my mom's and i was just i felt somewhere in my soul i was like I think I'd like to attend the service this Sunday. So I looked them up. Oh, they've got like a 9.30. Great. So I was like, I'm just going to go. And mom's like, do you want me to go with you? I'm like, no. I'm like, I mean, you're welcome to. But I just, I don't know. I'm feeling a calling. I feel cheesy telling the story, but I Why? don't think it is. I don't know. Because, you know. Real life. You, well, I know. You know I know. So I'm, I just, I felt like I wanted to go. And so I went. And it was about, the, the service was probably an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes. And when I tell you that there were 10 minutes of that service that were incredible, there were 10 minutes of that service where they were talking about, and it was even like a, I worry about finances. I think a lot of men, I think we worry about the finances of our family more than any other member of the family. That's just how we're wired. And it was a great message about, it's going to be okay and take your finance. And, 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 and they, they took like words from the Bible written thousands of years ago and applied it to today in a way that was just incredible. And that was great. It was a great 10 minutes. And then there was the other hour and five minutes. The, and you know what? Let me tell you this. The, the music was good, too. Good upbeat, me the acoustic guitar and the drummer on stage. And they had a little band there. And they, they were fun. That was probably another 10 minutes of, of good see, music. I love that part. My yeah. husband, not necessarily the biggest fan of that part. Well, and, and, and here's the thing with music. I don't want to feel like I have to sing along. Yeah. Can I just enjoy it? Like and I, and I feel like in some churches that's not the case. Like you're kind of like frown, you're kind of judged. Maybe like excuse me. I thought I thought only God can judge uh-huh. me, but here are all these people at church judging me for not knowing all the words to all the songs. You know, and I'm I don't. I don't that's another thing I kind of don't like about it. But um, I lost track. So the music was good. About 10, 15 minutes worth of music, and they would kind of interject it in between different segments, and it was great. Mm-hmm. And the message was great, but there was about. 45 to 50 minutes of the only thing I can describe it as was a glorified guilt trip of why we need to make sure to put every dime we can into the donation basket. I mean, it was a full out fundraiser and I that really rubbed me the wrong way. And I thought it was interesting that if I'm being honest with myself, I feel like God called me to church that day and I went and I saw a 10-minute message and a 50-minute fundraiser, and that really rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, and that sucks because I think you probably, like, 
realistically, you probably just went on the wrong day because I know sometimes churches just have to do that. I yeah. mean, they need, they rely on it, so they they need it. But, um, but understand, I'm in what I, is a I miniature totally football it. stadium, and they're asking me for like every dime I can possibly spare. I'm like, come no, on. No, I t- look, I get it, and this is another reason why I think you should. Tr- I really do think you should try Life Church at least once. Here's an- one thing I love: it's an hour in and out, which I'm all about that life. Right. Like you know exactly, they offer you a nice icy iced tea, sweet or unsweet, or a combo of both, and snacks before you go in. What are their other beverage options? <laughs> I think water or iced tea. I am, see, I'm not a tea guy. Dang. See, for me, for me, I knew that was a sign that I was in the right yeah. church because you know me with my iced yeah. tea obsession. Maybe uh, maybe offer some lemonade next time, Life Church? I don't, think, I don't think they have lemonade, but maybe I'll put that in the suggestion box. But the other thing that I like, too, is that, of course, they do an offering, but I'll tell you, a lot of it's through their app. They encourage just to donate on their app if you're already a member of the church and you're, you know, you get on the app and make Shout a donation. Shout out technology. Right? But they do pass around a little bucket, but they briefly just say, and I love this, I've never heard this in a church before. They say, you know, if you if you have anything to donate, that's great. But hey, also if you're struggling and you need a little something, you, times are tough right now, take what you need. I've never heard that offered up before. And that hit me a little different because I thought, dang, that's really awesome. Because you don't know who's sitting there, what they need, who's struggling. <laughs> But then again, and again, I don't know. This is just, I'm almost uncomfortable talking about this because my goal is not to offend anybody who, who goes to church, who loves going to church. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just speaking on my experience and why it's fine. in the past it, it, it has rubbed me the wrong way. Because again, I think about, I don't know, I just, in my, in my own ex- personal experience, church can be full of some judgy people. Oh, for sure. And that's great. That that church says, take what you need if you need something. But again, I don't think even if I were in desperate need of something that I would take from the basket because I feel like I would be uncomfortable with the looks probably given to me by some of the people of the church. I don't know. And this I is just where my brain's at. I don't know because I'm trying to at. imagine if I was sitting next to somebody and they took it. You know what I would probably do? I'd probably give them a big hug and say, what can I help you with? Like I would probably, that's what I love about, I do love about most people right. <laughs> at churches that they just want to. You believe most people are good? I do believe most people are <laughs> I good. Too. I do. And I think in that situation, like you could have the opportunity to really help somebody. Yeah. I want to believe that. I do too. I, I don't know. I, I wonder how my opinion will change with the arrival of my daughter. Um, you know, and it will change. And I only know that because I lived through it. Because right. I, so when I was in Florida, I went to church on the regular because I just had this really great church. Yeah. Moved here 2004. You know, we didn't have any kids. Tried to find a church. Couldn't. So really didn't do anything in the way of church. Mm-hmm. I have my own personal relationship and with God, but nothing that, nothing in the way of a church. We have kids. And, you know, when they're babies, they don't think too, too much about it, other than mm-hmm. the fact that I prayed for their good health like every day of my sure, life. Sure. But ne- then they started to get older, and I thought, oh, gosh, I the one area I'm really lacking is religion. I mean, I am not a good explainer of it. Right. <laughs> I, I cannot quote Bible verses, you know what I mean? I, I felt like they it was time. They really needed to have some involvement in a church. And so that's why we tried Life Church couple reasons. One, it's not that far from our house. Mm-hmm. Two, I had been recommended. I heard from a couple people that I sort of vibe with, you know, sure, that, sure, that it sure. was that I'd probably like it. And they have a great kids program. So yeah, probably when you do when your daughter gets a little older, you'll maybe have that. Feeling. Yeah, because I want her and for me it's interesting how you said that just now. You said uh, I I feel like they needed the church. And for me it's not about the church. 
But I, I, I would like her just to be educated by people uh, that's who what know I more than me. Yeah, like for, oh, that's what I meant. I, I just want her to be educated on God and Jesus and how He died for our sins. Um, and I know that I don't, I don't, I'm not educated enough to be able to give her a quality education on Same. that. Like I believe uh, they're, they're a church. Can. Here's what, here's what, here's what's going to end up happening. I'm going to tell you right now mm-hmm. is that we're just going to call you up when we're ready, and we're going to say, Jenny. Even though there's a life church that would literally be on my way to the Northland, <laughs> yeah. we were gonna we we're gonna drive up, we're, we're gonna join you, and you're gonna sit right next to us, <laughs> yeah. and you're not gonna let strangers talk to us, no. and you're gonna let, and you're gonna have your kids are gonna show my daughter where to go, and like, like and let me tell you, I'm happy to do that, or we'll even come your way, we'll go to your neck of the woods and go to your life church, but I really do think that just knowing you like I do, I, I think that you would enjoy it. I, you know, I think the thing with, like, I get what you're saying with money in the church. It's always yeah. such an uncomfortable conversation. And it, a lot of people are turned off by it. My husband's one of those people. He hates when that gets brought up in church. But I always feel sorry for the church because it's like, they have to. I mean, they have to. But I think it's all in the approach. Um, yeah. And, and you know what? Fact is, you can go and not ever donate a thing. I mean, that's. Yeah, you get, and I and I, you know what? That's the one thing where I I uh, was not concerned about. I I am concerned about being judged in a lot of things. But when I when is my that one that church on the rock? I went one time, and I went to check it out, and that that basket came around to me, and I'd immediately just pass it yeah. on. I'm like I'm like I'm not I'm not ready to donate to you yet. Like I want to see. Well, here's what's grateful: you won't even be judged by that at Life Church because you pass it. Well, how do they know you didn't donate on the app? How do you know? So, no judgment there. Out. Well, yeah. Look but, at us diving into religion. I mean, who even are we? You know, it, it is funny though. Well, I'll just go way back and tell you when I became a Christian. Um, I, I, you know, I had kind of a crazy upbringing, and my parents divorced, and I, I was just kind of a lost soul for a pretty long time. Mm-hmm. And so I got involved with Young Life. Did you ever go to Young Life? I'm not familiar with that. I don't, I don't know what that is. You don't is. know what it is? Mm-hmm. It might not be everywhere. Um, it's it's a group that I found out about through my high school. And you could go and it was just, uh, you know, you'd meet up at a restaurant or something and mm-hmm. or somebody's house and like sing music, like sing some church songs, like learn a little. It was like a little mini church, but I don't, I'm making it sound like it was boring and awful. And why would you ever want to do that for fun? It was fun. I mean, it was so fun. And I, and I really loved the group of people and we would just have some laugh. We just had a ton of fun. It was mm-hmm. really a good time. Yeah, like you lost me at like we would just get together and sing songs. That, that sounds and I'm terrible. Like, no, I'm like, like <laughs> that the, and shout awful. out to you if you love it. To me, that is not. I I, I would not enjoy that. No, but it's not okay. even like you're thinking. You're thinking like hymns. <laughs> it wasn't like no, that no, at no, all. no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm okay. thinking buzz, like have, we got hey and, 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 you're, and, you're, and, and you're having a great and they're fun upbeat songs. But I just don't want to be in a group of people and sing songs together. Like that's just not my. But okay, I love you because I so get you. <laughs> But I promise you, it was fun. And if I had taken you with me to Young Life, you would have loved it. No, I know. I yes, why. you would have. Here's why. <laughs> I know you would have. We, um, because to me, it's like, okay, if if, 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 uh, if if a Broadway musical came to town, would you be interested in going? Yeah. See me? No. Uh, right. I loathe musicals. <laughs> the thought of, like, like, cause it's like a play. I'm down for a play. Let's go to a play. But like mid play, like that's not gonna come out <laughs> too far. Or, or even like the the with the Montagues and the Capulets. What's that one? I the don't know. the the. 
is it's Romeo is Romeo it's Romeo and Juliet. But like they're in the like they're they're literally about to pull out their swords and fight to the death. And then all of a sudden, dun 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 dun. I'm gonna kill you. No, I'm gonna kill you. Like who busts into song before a fight okay, to the death? Okay, like, fair point. I hear you. I hear you. But what I'm telling you, just believe me. You just gotta believe me. The young life was fun. I promise. Anyway, so through Young Life, I learned about a couple of camps that they had. The one year, the first year I ever went, it was it was called Saranac, and it was in Saranac, New York, Saranac Lake. And we went, you know, we took a bus and we stayed in these, you know, little cabins. And um, I mean, it was a super fun summer camp. Like we did all these amazing, fun, campy type things. Sounds awesome. And then there, of course, was a lot of learning about God in the process. And I remember, oh God, I'm aging myself so badly here. But there is a song by Michael W. Smith, who I know you have a soft spot in your heart for as well. But there's a song called Secret Ambition. And the video for that song, gosh, if you watch it now, because I've tried to make my kids watch it. I thought it might inspire them to really, you know... Oh, it's so 80s, but <laughs> but it basically depicts, um, you know, Christ and dying on the cross and mm-hmm. whatever. It was very impactful. I watched the video at the camp and then they encouraged us all to just go off and have like a minute of just, just quiet time just to kind of digest like what we had just watched and mm-hmm. what we had just talked about or whatever. And I remember I was sitting in the woods at this camp in Saranac Lake, New York, and I gave that's where I gave my heart to Jesus. I remember sitting under this tree and just being like, yes. I just always felt like I had this uh, missing piece of my heart and mm-hmm. that I nothing. I tried to fill it with everything else and nothing else could fill it. And so for me, that's what I, when I realized that that was the missing piece. All of a I'll share a God moment with you. All right. I had, a, I had a good God. By the way, my just to give you a quick look into my relationship with God, because I'm, I am always worried about the convenience of other people. Although God is not person or whatever, but like I worry like it's one of the reasons. I think one of the other reasons, and maybe this is a reason I made to justify not going to church because I feel guilty about it sometimes. But like. Part of me doesn't want to talk to God on Sundays because I'm like, no, dude, you're busy. Like everyone's talking to you on Sunday. Like that's like let's that's, get together on Thursday. <laughs> you want to go like two? Like what do you like Tuesday for lunch, right? But like, you ever have one of those days where you're driving to work and before you get to the interstate and you, like, I know I have like three green lights I have to get through before I can get on the interstate. And on the days that I hit all three green lights, I will just quickly in my car look up at the sunroof and go, "Hey, thanks for the green lights, man. I appreciate that." And that's it. That's like that's that's my relationship with God. I that's mean, okay. Because one, my biggest rule with God is I try, and 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 I'm bad at it because I want to be good about reaching out and speaking to God not only when I need something, Same. but I always remember to talk to Him more when I need something. But even when I do, I'll always start. I I, I have it in my head. I will always start with just saying, before we get to it. Thank you for this. Mm-hmm. Thank you for this. I always start and end with thank yous. I, like a thank you sandwich, and the thank yous are the bread, <laughs> and then the problem is the bologna. In but the middle. you know what? You're so normal with that because I think everybody's like that. I know for me, like anytime I've gone through anything really scary, traumatic, whatever, that's when I, that's when I really see God, and that's when I. But you know what's awesome too? That's when you, you ultimately know that you need Him. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's kind of cool that you know in times of trouble that that's the first place you want to go. I appreciate God because he actually helped me out in my dating life. And this is actually not a story about my wife. And I'm pretty sure I've told this story to my wife once already because this is this is about an ex-girlfriend, but it's a very positive story. But um, I, I had just moved uh, from, from St. Louis up to Illinois. It was like a four hours from St. Louis. Did not know a soul to start a new radio job. And I had been there for about six months. And I was just, I was really jonesing 
for a woman in my life. I was I just I wanted a girlfriend, you know, just like high school. I just want to have a girlfriend right. in my life. I was just jonesing to share life with somebody. And I was 22 years old and it was 4:30 in the morning and I was in the back of my uh like living it's one of those big houses that got cut into four and it's like so it's like an apartment but it's only like four tenants there. Mm-hmm. And I got into my car it was 4:30 and I started up as cold as heck. So it was like 0 degrees. So I was sitting in my car, let it warm up. And I did. I just kind of had a moment where I just bowed my head. And I had a quick conversation. I said, I'm like, man, this is cool. I'm, I'm, I got a radio job that I'm about to go through. I'm grateful for that. Thank you for that. I had, a, I had, a, I had recently bought a new car, like my first ever new car. So thank you for, like, thank you for, for making me successful enough to be able to afford a cool new car mm-hmm. and all that. But I said, I gotta tell you, I feel like something's missing. I'm like, if there's somebody out there for me, God, it would be, it would be super cool if I could meet her soon, you know. And man, it was like a week later. We we're on this big bus. We were driving from 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 our little town, LaSalle, Illinois, which is 100 miles outside of Chicago, and we all got on this bus and took it up to Chicago for Kenny Chesney at Soldier Field. And I met the girl who would eventually be like my girlfriend for like a year and a half, two years while I was up there. We moved in together. Great. It, it didn't it didn't end. It wasn't meant to be. But but like to, if I were to see her today, I would give her a hug. I say, man, I, I hope you are killing it. Like I root for her to have a good life. Right. She's a total sweetheart, just not the person for me. And um, she was at the time like oh, cheese alert. She was the answer to my prayers. Yeah, and it was very and it was. And I, I've, I've always remembered that. Like that. That was a that was a God's honest. Like like wow. He literally answered my prayer there. That was very cool. It, yes, and I and I've had a lot of those t- moments too, where the blessings like oh my gosh, that's so great. I feel like that was. But I also I also am of the belief that even in t- in times of trouble, mm-hmm. but even when bad things happen, I I swear I believe it's all His work. I believe it's. He is weaving it all together. You know, I look at some of the relationships that I suffered through. I was in terrible, terrible relationships, sometimes abusive. I mean, just not great relationships. And that's when I found that church in Florida that I was talking about. And I just, and he didn't go with me, this jerk I was with. But I... I, I went and I just kept getting filled up by the word of God, truly. And I and it gave me strength. And then finally I had the guts. And I know it sounds ridiculous. Had you have the you had the guts to leave this bad relationship? Like, wouldn't it be obvious that you should leave this bad relationship? But it's not always that easy. That's a for a different day. Any any breakup is tough. It is, but this, but when you're in a when you're in a controlling and an abusive and, and a not healthy toxic relationship, it's extra challenging. Yeah. Anyway, so finally got the the courage to do that and just to move on and be by myself in my own little apartment, do you know, live in my life and mm-hmm. my radio career was starting to take off and I had I just had confidence mm-hmm. and I felt like all of that was orchestrated truly by God and I'm telling you about five minutes later that's when Matthew. I always say he dropped from the heavens into my life, but I, that's how I feel. I feel like, how, where did he even come from? You know. But I think if I wasn't in that, and you know what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. if I wasn't in those relationships, I wouldn't have fully appreciated, fully appreciated the man. Appreciated that, that, the man that, that, that I, yes, yeah. just so many things. I mean, I could go through my whole yeah. life history and tell you like the weaving of just, events. Because just to quick to piggyback yeah. off that, it was the uh, the the problem with the. The, the girl in Illinois who was the answer to my prayers, she's a sweetheart, just a wonderful person, but she never wanted to fight. Like, she, we would never fight to the point where any, if, anybody who knows, the, you know, any, any, in order for a relationship to be truly healthy, you're going to disagree. You yeah, not fight. I think that's the wrong word, but disagree. Yeah, di- well, disagree and, totally. and, and, and call me out if I'm being a jack wagon or something like that. Yes. Perfect example. You want to go behind the scenes here at Q104? 
Let's do it. We uh, completely unintentionally, but Jenny and I were having a discussion uh, like right after one of our Music City minutes, oh. and I had said something on the air that I that I meant in a I was poking at you. In, in, I was poking at you first. Yeah, so who cares? But in, in a fun way, but it, it was just the whatever you told me. We got off the air, and you're like. I didn't like that. That actually kind of ticked me off a little bit. You took a like a, a literally a two minute walk, and you came back, and you're like, "But don't worry, I still it's all love," and we were fine. Yes. But like, but like if so, take that back to this relationship that I was in all those years ago. That girl would have never, ever even said anything. Let me know, hey, I didn't appreciate that. You need to not say anything like that again, because now I know with you, like, okay. I didn't mean it, and you know I'd meant nothing. I know, I know that. And so, and and but but I appreciate that you said what you had. So, so now I know. Okay, don't do. You can have a little fun, but here's here's a line that she doesn't appreciate being crossed, and I say no problem. I, I'll, I'll I'll never do it again. Right. And my wife, you know, is excellent at that. Yep. She will. My wife is the perfect combination. She is the perfect woman for me because she, she is the perfect woman for you. She, she really is. She brings me up when I'm down, and brings me down when I'm too far up. She'll deflate or inflate my ego as need be. Yeah, and I think she. she challenges you a little bit and I think you need that I need that I need when I decide to get a little annoying and start poking I need somebody who pokes me back harder and says hey that's enough and this girl did not do that God bless her so sweet (laughs) but like and so because it sounds weird when I say this. she like worshipped the ground I walked on which sounds so arrogant but any of my friends would tell you like yeah that's exactly what she did and that's not what you needed and so it took me about a year before I just realized I was genuinely and I don't mean to say this in a mean way, but if I'm being honest about my feelings, I was bored. And relationships shouldn't. And once you reach that point, you need to get out of it because mm-hmm. you, you shouldn't. I mean, you're gonna have like not every day is like a super exciting ultra day, but like when you're just genuinely just bored mm-hmm. with the relationship, it's time to move on. Yeah, and I think you do in a relationship have to be different enough. I mean, Matthew and I are different in some ways, but we also are the same in the important ways, if that makes yeah. any sense. A good balance. I just think that's what's what I've learned, is that there just has to be a good balance. But um, this has been a really fascinating chat about the Lord. I've enjoyed this conversation. I have, too. Very much today. Didn't really know. We knew that we were going to have that Walker Hayes interview for you, and we knew that that would lead into our discussion about... Um, Religion, and here's the thing: I really wasn't nervous about bringing up religion because we're not bringing it up. I feel like in a way that's, uh, you know, political or anyone's gonna. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think anyone's gonna hear this podcast. Be like, I am pissed off at Mike and Jenny because of what they said about God or their relationship with him. I feel like we're just very open and honest. It was just a cool discussion. But here's what I think about faith, politics. You know, our world has gotten to be where we are all one way or all another way you know we believe this or we don't believe that i think i think it's just we're in a world now where it's it's just everything's not black and white does that make sense i mean Mm -hmm. i just think and even when it comes to faith like that's wonderful and here's the thing i respect anybody who believes anything you do you boo that is it's a personal belief but like you were saying you feel like some people would judge you for not going to church every sunday i we need to stop with that kind of judgment too because the fact of the matter is it's what's in your heart Period. That's how I look at it. I, I don't need to walk through church doors to have a conversation or relationship with God. Right. And there are people out there who may or may not judge me for that opinion. I just, I, I'm. No, because then to me, I look at like a bonus that I actually found a church where, like I said, I enjoy going and I feel like it's the right place for me, but it's not the right place for everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. So you do, you boo. I feel like that's always our mantra. Great conversation today. Great conversation. This has been one of my favorite podcasts. Next week's podcast, probably not going to be as good as this week's, but we hope you listen anyway. Peace be with you. And also with you. (laughs)